Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind, a show dedicated to the love of animation and feeling like a kid again. So let's go back in time to when cats defended Third Earth. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror that flaps in the night. And knowing was half the battle. Yo, Joe! Let's go back with Saturday Morning Rewind and your host, Tim Nidell. Welcome to the second week of our DuckTales month here at Saturday Morning Rewind. Of course, follow us online. It's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And for this episode, I reached out to the extremely talented Miriam Flynn, who on DuckTales voiced Gandra D. She was the love interest of Fenton Crackshell, also known as Gizmoduck, of course. Hello, Gandra? Yes, Fenton? I've uh, Did you know I work for Scrooge McDuck, Gandra? I'm climbing up, up in the world, and we're not talking mountains here. What are we talking about? Uh, actually, a date, but you don't have to. No, sure. I wanted to date you when you were a bean counter. Really? Well, then how come we never went out? You never asked me. Besides her role on DuckTales, another one of my favorites of her voice acting was, of course, of Jean, the mom of Taz on Tasmania. Wait, let me think. Um, this afternoon I've got a house to show, a career seminar to attend, some charity work to do, and a dinner party to prepare. So my schedule's pretty much open. Fine, ta-ta. Oh, hi, sweetie. I didn't hear you come in. Here, Taz, do me a favor and water the plant. And a lot of people know her also from her Land Before Time roles as Grandma. And of course, her time on Babe as Ma. And of course, one of my personal favorites is not a voice acting role, but one of my personal favorites. She was Cousin Catherine on the National Lampoon Vacation movies. You know, the one married to Crazy Cousin Eddie. You remember Ruby Sue? So here is my interview with Miriam Flynn. One of the main reasons why I wanted you to have you on the show was to talk about the time you voiced Gandra D on DuckTales. Do you remember doing the voice at all? Of course, of course, yes. From what I can tell online, was it your very first voiceover that you you'd ever did? I had done many, many, many hundreds of, of radio commercials. I, okay. I, I started out working with two guys, Dick Orkin and Burt Burtis, who were huge uh, comedy radio uh, people, and... Um, so I had come out to Los Angeles from Chicago with them and um, from there got into other uh, voiceovers. I've done lots and lots of cartoons. Um, now that you say it, DuckTales may be one of the first ones that I was a regular on. I hadn't thought about it till you <laughs> just brought it up. Um, I had done other cartoons, but it may have been the first one that I... Because uh, I went on to do many others as a regular, but that uh, may have been the first one, now that you say it. Yeah, you never know what the internet, if it's telling the truth or not. But from what I can see, <laughs> it was listed first amongst, of course, it didn't show radio credits or anything. So, of course, you've done a ton uh -huh. of those. Uh-huh. How did you get involved in DuckTales? Was it just a regular audition that came to you? You know, I don't remember auditioning for it, to tell you the truth. Um, you know... As you know, in, in cartoons, you do 
up to three different voices on yeah. a cartoon. And I think I may have been doing something else, and then the Gandra D was there, and I decided to do it with that Marilyn Monroe yes. sort of voice. And uh, and then suddenly the character was in a lot of episodes. Yeah, the first appearance was very minimal. I want to say less than maybe 10 to 15 seconds worth of audio, if I remember correctly. Right, right, right. Yeah, I was going to say, Marilyn Monroe, as soon as I heard her voice, that's Marilyn. And what was it just the way she looked that made you think Marilyn? Probably. You know, we do the, well, for that particular cartoon, we did the voices before they drew it. Mm -hmm. But I may have been shown a picture of the character. You know, it's been a long time, so I don't really remember to tell you the truth. Who knows, maybe they were influenced by your Marilyn voice to make her look that way. Well, usually, it, it, to tell you the truth, it's kind of a, often a combination. Mm-hmm. It kind of is a combination. Usually, they they have a character, you know, but but then then they may add things from from the way the character is voiced. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that they probably had that character drawn. But then um, maybe as the voice uh, became part of the character, it may have influenced it. Yes. And I was also going to say that your Marilyn impersonation is spot on. Probably one of the best I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah. No, I was listening to it. I was like, yeah, that's really good. better than, I forget who played her in that Marilyn movie, but even better than her Marilyn. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's funny. Now, what about your, your, do you remember any of the recording sessions for DuckTales at all? Oh, sure. And, you know, one of the great things about, doing radio or voiceover. Um, I I would say particularly in the past is that I got to work with some of the great, dare I say, um, older actors Mm -hmm. that I might not have been able to work with on camera. Mm -hmm. You know, it was so great working with Alan Young and, of course, some of the really great actors older voiceover people at the time, like June Foray, yes, who was a legend, and Joni Gerber, who was a good friend and, and just fabulous. Um, you know, you got to work with people that you normally wouldn't work with. Mm-hmm. And it was really, that particular cast had a lot of older, really great pioneers in radio and, and voiceover work. DuckTales is almost like the golden age of voiceover when you look uh-huh. at the credits. Yeah. There were there were some just wonderful old character actors that would come in and do a, you know, do a voice. Yeah, I I loved every session we did. Tell me about Alan. I never got to meet Alan. I never got to speak to Alan. What was he like? Just a very very sweet gentleman. Is how I would simply put it, and that's really what he was. Mm-hmm. Very sweet, um, you know, gentle, and uh, very good, very good at what he did. What was he, was he just a regular guy off the screen, you know, off the Absolutely. recording? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Very unassuming. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I, I was a lot younger then. And so it was really fun for me to go into that room and deal with all these old pros, you know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, because even if it was one of your first 
voiceover roles for a major cartoon, coming into that session, seeing people like Alan Young, June Foray, you know, Frank Welker, seeing those people <laughs> sitting there, exactly. to me, would have been so overwhelming and exciting at the same time. Well, you know, the thing is that well, the beautiful thing about voiceover work, for the most part, is a lot of the nonsense and ego and carrying on that can go on on camera stuff <laughs> doesn't happen in voiceover, no. you know? You're all sitting at, at a mic, just like everybody else. You know, you're all doing the same job. So it's, it's a very wonderful, and the way we did that, um, you know, some cartoons, especially now, sometimes you just go in and you just do your voice by itself. But we did the whole thing like a little production. You know, we did the whole script. So that was really great. You were creating a little tiny piece of theater. Were you a fan? Doing silly voices, but... Yeah. (laughs) Were you a fan of animation when you were a kid? Sure. I mean, the first movie I I ever saw was Sleeping Beauty. Oh. So, um, sure. And I I have loved that part of my career. Mm Mm-hmm my animation career. You know, I've, I've, I've been a regular on several things. Um, Taz. Yeah. Um, um, I'm actually blanking here on some Casper. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, uh, many, many things. And then I was lucky enough to do the voice of the old sheep babe in uh, uh, the old sheep ma uh-huh. in the movie babe yep so that was a lot of fun um but i have loved my animation career and it seems now that you're you're kind of going into the motherly character in a lot of your your characters you know you're doing the grandmother character uh-huh. in land before time and like you said you're taz's right. mom and I, I just love that and by the way taz's mom is is a great character in tasmania is one of the <laughs> greatest cartoons of all time <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we had so much fun doing that. Yeah, that one seems like it would so be a little fun. little crazier than, than maybe a ducktail session, maybe. Absolutely. And, of course, get to work with, you know, Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just some of the great, great people. Jim Cummings, of course. Jim, who was Taz, is the voice of so many great iconic oh, characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's funny because... That I'm actually... was a great job. Yeah, no, it's a, such a a great show that, honestly, looking at it at paper, you wouldn't really think it would work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was yeah. so well done. The writing was great, and the acting was superb. It was such a great show. Now, that one, they definitely started to write towards particularly what, <laughs> what Maurice was doing. Um, you know, they they would start to write things towards the characters the way that they were voiced. Mm-hmm. Maurice started to chose to do the father is a Bing Crosby. Boy. I know that's you. <laughs> who would ever think that would work? <laughs> well, it came out of just Maurice goofing around, you know, and then of course it just took off. So, um, you know, a lot of those things just kind of develop. And, um, I mean, other shows that I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, um, you know where where it starts to take on the personality of of the character of the actor. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when when Maurice did like imper- impersonations on the show or anything that you've seen him do, oh, does he take on yeah. the persona of the person he's impersonating? Does he look <laughs> like the person he's impersonating? I don't know because I'm usually laughing too hard to even realize. <laughs> I mean, I used to beg him to stop. I would beg him when we'd be doing tasks. I'm, going, I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing this time. I'm not. I don't care if you do Orson Welles. I'm not laughing. And of course, I'd be of screaming course. within, you know, two minutes. So, yeah. It's funny because <laughs> I'm actually interviewing Maurice tomorrow. So I'll tell him you said hi. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. And tell him that I'm not laughing at his Orson Welles anymore. Okay. Put him foot down. I That's will definitely it. say that. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do you have coming up? Are you current? Do you? currently do voiceover i think the last thing i saw you do was a land before time movie are you still doing more voiceover um yes i mean you know not quite as much as i used to i i luckily am still acting um, on camera i just Mm -hmm. just did an episode of um the middle oh patricia heaton yes in neil flynn the last couple years um well i had a recurring role on i zombie and did Scandal and Bones and I had a recurring role in a show called Suburgatory and um, so I've been working actually ironically much more on camera uh-huh. but um, but I certainly do do love 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 all of those uh, and the animation is the thing that uh, it's so funny to me as an actor to still get residuals from shows you know from years ago, I'll see a residual from Batman. Wow. You know, uh, I mean, it's just wild. You're going, oh my gosh, I forgot I did that. <laughs> or um, other other shows, which I, I, I mean, I'm kind of blanking on now, because um, there was a time when I was really, really doing quite a, quite a bit of them. And, um, and it, it, it was always just such a fun little like like you were in a little repertory group you know mm-hmm. and you admired each other's work so much and you looked forward to hearing whatever these guys or gals were going to do with the part it was great back then it was a much smaller club to be part of absolutely and you know another really fun show was chalk zone i don't know if you know that cartoon but that one was was really a lot of fun Easy Daily voiced the the boy character in that, and that but we did quite a few episodes of that. That's a really cool show. What did that it's about a kid who he draws the world that he wants to go into? Okay. So yeah, that was cool. Huh? I need to look that up because I I don't think I've heard of that. Uh-huh. One. I'm trying to think if that was like. 12, 15 years ago. I don't know. I still get residuals. <laughs> That's <laughs> all that matters. Another cute show. <laughs> there's another cute show called What a Mess. I haven't heard that, that one Michael either. Bell and I played the parents on uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. I love Michael Bell. Of course, Bell. Michael Bell is... Oh, he's great. He's yeah. He's great, yeah. All right. So do you have anything online you wanted to throw out there? Do you have a Twitter or anything like that you wanted people to know about? Actually, I'm very late to the Twitter game, so I've just <laughs> I've actually just started it, but I, I don't really I don't really do it. Um, a show that I uh, reoccurred on a, a Disney show called Live and Maddie. 
Yeah, okay. Uh, I did a couple episodes of that, and uh, that whole production, they're very much into Twitter. And so I did sort of join just for... <laughs> <laughs> just to feel like I was part of the group, but to tell you the truth, I don't really do Twitter very much. You know, I don't either. I really, I really don't <laughs> like it that much. So you're not missing out too much at all. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't suppose you can dust off your Marilyn Monroe impersonation and and take us out of the interview, can you? Oh gosh, it'd be Marilyn Monroe with the end of a cold. But <laughs> let me see if I can try to do it. Okay. I just remember that Kendra T spoke very softly, but I do think this cold is really affecting how she sounds. <laughs> Hasn't changed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she has. She definitely has a cold. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Rewind. Please check them out on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all, folks.